Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, happy Record Wednesday, Dania Kuya. <laughs> it is a Record Wednesday and I had to get Jules, my rocket emojis out. Oh. Just warning everybody on X or Twitter, uh, which usually is a bad omen for the markets. But nevertheless, let's celebrate the, the record on the ASX, which I have closing up uh, over 70 points. Over nine-tenths of a percent, 7,671. Yeah, so we'll wait uh, for the match out, but it does look like it is definitely going to close above the last closing high of 7,629, last reached in August 2021. And it really was on the back, of course, of the fact that uh, we had that inflation data coming in cooler than expected. And that has really just started to get traders to pair back those expectations of any more hikes we could be Mm. in for some cuts now absolutely i think it's a combination of that and also it's the last day of the month Mm. so if we wanted to put our little cynical hats on uh, there may have been some window dressing as well but let's get to the three themes of today and uh well I titled it When Doves Cry and somebody misinterpreted it. On on X? Yeah, on X. So basically, great debate today um, that you can catch it with uh, Paul Bloxham and Shane Oliver about the CPI Mm. read. And obviously the market has taken, uh, as in when doves cry, like they're crying, whoa, this is a really dovish read. (laughs) So we're going to, as you rightly said, uh, get at least of the market's pricing in 25 basis points off in August and another 25 basis points in November. Yeah, and I think Shane's been saying for some time, even ahead of this print, that he thinks, or AMP thinks, they could cut as early as June. But I was talking to Paul outside uh, the studio before your interview. He's just really still staying fast that they're no not cuts. no cuts this year yeah. right so yeah. anyway the market certainly starting to price in that we are at least done with hikes that was the euphoria behind what we saw in the Aussie we'll talk to James Swirling about that shortly from Ebury and also of course the euphoria in the ASX 200 hitting that record you say as Dan as well Danny end of the month a bit of window dressing there and also a couple of hits and misses oh yeah it's really interesting it was uh, earnings are going to continue to be uh, on that. And I just wanted to briefly touch on those big US tech earnings. Mm. We have talked about it today, but hey, it will set the tone in the US markets. And it looks like Microsoft has yet again kicked it out of the park, even though the share price in the aftermarket has, hasn't responded as strongly. But futures for NASDAQ are down, and that's largely off the back of Google and mm. also AMD uh, missing. So putting those NASDAQ futures down. Here, great in conversation with um, 
um, Nickel Industries today. Uh, great story there. And that was one of the hits today Absolutely. and yesterday. So I think with quarterlies and reporting season start starting up, just remember volatility will be the name of the game. Yeah, I think Nickel Industries is a top performer. All right, let's have a look at some of the sectors. So we're going to kick it off with utilities and have a look at how they did. Origin Energy, of course, had an update today, up by almost 3%. Uh, but Meridian Energy and AGL there were to the downside. And uh, now let's have a look. I think the REITs were also in, no, for a common, sorry, financials. Commonwealth Bank briefly went over $118, folks. And uh, with the exception of ANZ up 1.6%, uh, Commonwealth Bank was up 1.4%. Jules, I have a theory. People buy Commonwealth Bank as effectively a proxy on the Australian housing market. And property prices because yeah. they're the largest lender. And it's I think some brokers have done some research on that. But it was a sell at $100. And mm. now look where we are. Was there one of your interviews or Andrew, somebody was saying that basically if the Magnificent Seven was behind the power of the NASDAQ in 2023, actually over the last five years, the CBA pretty much on its own has been behind the power in the ASX 200, which is extraordinary to think in yeah, terms of top performer. the top performer and the market lift that it has. And as you say, so many people buy that stock. The mums and dads investors, as we say. All right, let's have a look at some of the corporate stories. We mentioned Origin Energy posting a 28% fall in second quarter Australia Pacific LNG, but its share price rose. And Bob's reported second quarter gross revenue of $26 million, up nearly 80% in the same period last year. Shares almost up 7% today. Credit Corp, though, to the downside. Half-year revenue coming in uh, lower than the prior year at 187 versus $220 million. Yeah, and let's have a look now in terms of Marley Spoon, one we haven't really talked about that much. Uh, it will provide a full year uh, 24 results late in this quarter after reporting full year revenue of nearly 330 million euros, although they have swung to a net loss of nearly 3 million euros. And that stock uh, are up at almost 4%. I have a friend who swears by Marley Spoon and her yeah. husband cooks one night. He she cooks the next. Anyway, points bet. I just spoke to the uh, MD, Sam Swinnell, talking about, of course, the sell of its underperforming US business. He also talked about Canada. Total net win there jumped by 109% and uh, points bet shares rose by 1.6% today. And I think we should get to our guest. I think James is there, right? Yep. All right. James <laughs> Swirling from Ebury Partners joins us now. He's, he's, he's arriving. He's, I thought James was there. That's why I wanted to get to him. Maybe we should look at the stock of the day then, uh, which was, I believe, no. James, All right, James, hi. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the inflation yeah. print, James. And of course, now the expectations that we are starting to see those rate hike bets being paired back. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, in terms of the way the interest rate markets uh, are acting, I guess, just first in terms of the initial reaction. Obviously, everyone is dovish. I guess the word of warning would be that the core number is still fairly high. Um, and you know, most definitely the job isn't quite done on inflation. So one of the things that's very interesting, though, is that there's a 50-50 chance already baked in of a rate cut by May, but there are observers pointing to March. And I think importantly, if you're looking at forward points on the Aussie-US cross, uh, which is pretty crucial to the currency markets, those have widened in the last 48 hours. 
and that suggests that the wider market still believes that the uh, the Aussie um, Australian Central Bank are going to be cutting rates a little bit more firmly than what everyone had thought. And we'd already sort of started to see that the Fed were going to cut rates fairly aggressively as we go into the year. But I think there was some thought that the RBA would hold back a bit, but now it does look like the RBA are going to be coming in and, and putting in a few cuts. And I think it might be more than just the two that the market's pricing in. Mm, interesting, James. Uh, just in terms of the Australian dollar, I mean, um, it's it's a bit hard to dissect the ASX 200 between, uh, I suppose, the, the sugar hit from this lower than expected CPI versus potential window dressing with the end of the month. But the Aussie dollar is a great indicator of that CPI read. Do you think the market had been firmly positioned in the other direction? And that's why we're seeing the Aussie dollar off what is quite substantial, almost by 0.5 of a percent. Yeah, so the, the reason the currency is down is that the market was expecting a soft inflation rate, perhaps not as soft as what we actually received. And that's why we have seen some further extension to the downside. Now, the interest rate markets have also adapted and they've uh, positioned the RBA on a slightly lower interest rate than where we were a few hours ago. Um, so that is what has pulled the Aussie dollar down. I think the important thing to note as well is that the Aussie dollar also is very strongly influenced by what's going on in China. And the PMI readings that we received from there were also, although up um, or positive numbers, still very, very soft, particularly um, in the context of where we've been before the recent past. So further softness in the Chinese economy will always lead to some weakness in commodity prices and by extension, the Aussie dollar as well. James, this is the first time I think we've spoken to you for 2024. How sort of positive are you on the overall outlook for the year, given that it does look, as we've mentioned, that we have seen peak rates, um, but there are still quite a lot of concerns out there and, of course, geopolitical tensions? Yeah, I think the geopolitical tensions of sort of considering what's going on and all the different complications, it sort of feels, again, volatility in the financial markets isn't really there so much that the actual fear gauge still is pretty low. Um, certainly for businesses, there's a hell of a lot of disruption with what's going on in the shipping lanes of the Red Sea. You know, We've got clients here large and small who are reporting significant delays and cost increases um, in freight that's coming in. And I'm sure that that has to have an impact, albeit for now, it appears that importers are fairly happy to absorb that impact. But if such things change, then that is going to feed inflation a little bit. And again, that would overcomplicate the story with, with growth significantly slowing down for inflation to pick back up and for the central banks to be bound and unable to cut interest rates, you know, then the outlook for the world economy would be particularly low. But you just have to have a look at what the IMF have done upgrading uh, their growth forecasts. Um, it does appear that people are thinking fairly brightly at the moment, um, although history would tell us that high interest rates do take about a year to a year and a half to significantly create problems in financial systems and also economies. So the pain might just be felt towards the back end of this year or even into next year, particularly if you look at the context of the GFC, that it took uh, two or three years for, from the beginning of the rate high cycle for the economies to start cracking under the pressure. 
Yes, the good old long and variable flags, as Milton Friedman termed them. <laughs> um, FOMC meeting that's coming up tomorrow morning, our time, James. Any thoughts of uh, how Powell will be positioning the uh, narrative this time? I think it's really important for Powell to... Um to, to not go too overboard in terms of hinting at significant rate cuts. Uh, inflation has come down, but it's not yet at target. So they can probably signal well, what they've been doing for the last couple of meetings, which is we expect rate hikes to occur if these conditions are met. I think that's really important that he'll continue to put that line into place, or certainly would be important for the market to remain on status quo if he puts that line into place. If there's some deviation from that, then obviously that's what's going to move markets, um, particularly if it becomes a little bit more hawkish in the language. That would be significant weakness for the stock market and by extension, the Aussie dollar. The important thing as well for Powell is that we're nine months out from the US election and you know, there's a lot of politics involved in the Federal Reserve that you don't necessarily get with the RBA over here. As we know, he was Trump's man. Um, when, when Trump got in, although Trump then later turned on him. So he himself has to kind of personally protect his own position a little bit. So the conspiracy theorists out there, of course, will be uh, will be looking at his reaction in terms of wanting to be um, cozying up to the Republicans who typically do like monetary policy to be easy um, so that they can be pro-business and, and pro-economic growth. Um, so that's a, an, another important factor for us to start to bring in, particularly as the as the uh, the election in the US draws near. All right, James, we thank you for your time. James Swirling there from Ebury Partners. Okay, now let's check in with the stock of the day, which was Credit Corp and Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and Philip Pepe of Shore and Partners shared their verdict on today's episode of The Call. took some write downs, um, particularly in the US, because um, the market's not being flooded, the market's been excess supplied and more, more books have come on, prices have come down, so they've had to mark to market and they've taken a loss. Um, conditions have been challenging in the US for them for quite a while, that's why I've been cautious on the stock. Uh, Australia's been doing well, but Australia there's not a lot of supply coming on because the consumers yeah. are holding on okay. Sort of fell into the too hard basket, you know, around that COVID period, and there's a business if you were an active trader, which we're not really, um, you could probably be active around because every time the consumer gets called into question, whether it be COVID or more recently interest rates going up and even yep. going as far back as the GFC, this company gets absolutely smashed. People just think that all their debt ledgers that they've purchased, no one's going to be able to pay back yep. um, their their outstanding um, debits. But in reality, it's it's not like that. Um, and Credit Corp's shown themselves to be very good and have a very good track record of acquiring these debt ledgers, you know, 30 to 120 days in arrears at, at a big discount, and then basically chase up that money over time. And the big thing with this company is being able to buy these debt ledgers when no one else wants to. And the company will argue that they've done a lot of buying in the last 12 months.
right, that was the stock of the day. Let's have a look at the leaders and laggards of the day's session on a day. As we mentioned, the ASX 200 has hit a record. Uh, Nickel Industries, Danny, you spoke to the, was it the CEO that you yeah, spoke to? Managing yeah, Managing Director CEO. He was, he was great. I think it's a fabulous story. But, mm. you know, I popped my old Indonesian broker hat on <laughs> and uh, they're literally, so to speak, in bed with United Tractors, which is an excellent company in Indonesia. So check out the interview because I think it's a really, really good story. All right. Star Entertainment up 5.7. Tabcorp also had a good day, as did Champion Iron and National Storage and the laggards today. Yeah, let's have a look at that. Weebit Nano off uh, 9%. So did we speak to them today, Jules? I don't I think didn't. so. Um, I didn't either, but I know they had a disappointing update. Yeah. yeah. And so in the mining off by 9%. Incitec Pivot also uh, not a great update there, off by almost 8%. And Domino's still under pressure post their update last week, down by 3 And Arcadium, a lithium off by a similar 3%. All right, having a look at the small end of town, Playside Studios had a great day, up almost 22%. Uh, some of the energy companies as well, and Select Harvest was up 17%. And I, I know why it's up, because with two large men in the household, the almonds keep disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> the okay. almonds and the bamboo underwear. You live in an interesting house. <laughs> exactly. Let's have a look at the uh, the smalls that uh, fell today. Wow, 29 metals off by 20%. That is so volatile. Impedimed off by about 17% and Terracom off by 15%. All right, having a look at what we are looking out for. Um, plenty of things that are happening, including the US ADP private sector jobs. And also, of course, um, it's the looking, FOMC meeting. The Fed, yeah. It, yeah, so uh, if anyone has forgotten, it is, of course, that big meeting. It will be at about 5 a.m. our time tomorrow morning if you are keen to hear Powell speak. Now, uh, tomorrow in Australia, uh, we've got building approvals, um, the NAB business confidence, and towards the late afternoon, Euro unemployment levels. Jules? All right, but uh, what an exciting day. My first day back in about five days, and I wore green in theme. Didn't know we were going to hit a record, but we did up a 1%, 80 points on the all or on the ASX 200, excuse me, to uh, 7,680, which is a record for the ASX Woo-hoo! 200. Um, Break out the champagne. Break out yeah. the champagne um, and having a look there at the SIBO 200, which we also track here on Ausbiz, it and was up 15 points or 1%. Yeah, and let's just look at the little Aussie battler because it has taken the full brunt, let's say, of uh, the market now discounting rate cuts this year. So it's off by uh, just over 0.5 of a percent. So it's trading around 65, 67. And in terms of the US futures, the minis, they are basically the Dow is in the green. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, NASDAQ in the red currently off the back of some of those big tech results. But of course, a lots more of those to come this week, Jules. Absolutely. Another exciting uh, night ahead for offshore markets. We'll have all the wrap up and all the big interviews that you need to know in the Aussie market from tomorrow, 10 a.m. Have a great evening. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.